2015, an elite DFS Army Commando unit formed to bring high-level DFS strategy to the masses. Today, hated by DFS sharks and lineup sellers alike, they continue their quest to turn Joe into DFS Pro. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the DFS Army Bold Calls Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Kevin Allen, a.k.a. the Fantasy Football Geek. I am here with my crew. We got the full crew together. My man, Season Long Says, Alan Sislowski. What's up, bro? Hey, now, hey, now. Uh, Off-season content continues, my friend. Uh, Combine getting underway, and uh, you were just getting back from Mexico, which we're going to hear about in a few minutes, I'm hoping. No doubt, no doubt. Um, Mexico, good times, good weather. Uh, we also have from the Flex Network, Shane, Flexy Shane, Flexy Sexy Shane. What's up, my man? What's going on, gentlemen? So are you in Indy right now, Geek, or what? I am not in Indy at the moment. I'm in the studio. Oh, of course, yeah. New York studio, right? I'm in the New York studios, the DFS yeah. Army studios, New York City. Geek, get closer to that mic so we can hear you. Oh, yeah. Uh, here there we go. go. New York studios, uh, NYC in Sweet. the house, and we are talking off-season fantasy is my favorite time. Fantasy football never sleeps, okay? If you're not thinking about next year's draft, you're falling behind right now. I don't care that it's February, okay? I don't care that leap that it's leap year. You've got a longer February than usual. It's one extra day to study your fantasy football preseason rankings. And today, we're going to talk about breakout players from each team. We're going to get started with our sort of potential Breakouts from each team series. We'll see how far we can get in a quick one today. 30 minutes. We're going to go through the first five or six teams in the NFL. Alphabetical. No favoritism. I hope we get to the Bears because I have something to say about them. Well, you're you're controlling the flow. So, you know, if you um if you want to pick another team within that alphabet, you know, that that is perfectly fine. I do. I'm hoping I, I can get to the Bears because I got some things to say. But All right. let's get started. I'm going first because my favorite bla- breakout player. Get on uh, that geek. Get on that mic, man. Get on right. that mic because we don't want uh, the 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 producer, Mr. Bobby, to uh, to yell at me again for not having uh, y- you on the mic. So turn that mic up. Uh, a little bit. You know what's going on here? Let me see. Hang on. Well, just, just turn it. Turn it straight ways instead of having it slanted like that. If you turn it, if you're talking to the top of that thing, you'll I'm just be making sure I'm on the right. Um, I yeah, got the right you, settings here. OK, here we go. go. All right. You ready for this? We're going to start with my my favorite breakout player. So the Arizona Cardinals are now discussing, or the rumor is out that David Johnson will be cut, will be released, will be traded, will be something. Why? Because my breakout player for 2019-18, that didn't break out, but is going to break out this year, Kenyon the Dreezy. Kenyon Drake. I had to take this one for myself. He is one of my favorite players for the 2020 fantasy football season. I will have him on all my rosters because I'll have him ranked higher than you, listener. But for the Cardinals, he is my breakout player. What do you think, guys? 
Gotcha. And there's a few to choose from, by the way, on this team. So, I mean, Christian Kirk, there are other names hey, here. Hey, you get one name per round I'm here. choosing the Drizzy, but I like this whole offense. What do you think? I think, okay, Alan Soslowski, you were the original Kenyon Drake truther, without a doubt. But I don't know, man. Like, the the reports came out a couple weeks ago that they were going to potentially cut David Johnson. But he has, what, like a $16 million-odd dead cap? So I don't think it makes any financial sense for them to do that. Um, at the at the very least, I mean, he's a body, right? And whether or not he's dust or not is too early to be seen. Uh, Kenyon Drake, yeah, I mean, geek, um, I don't know if you've partaked in any of these best balls yet, but he's going in like the late second right now. So you're going to have to be pretty aggressive. Like you're going to have to have a mid to early second round pick if you want to be ahead of the field on that guy. But how could you hate it? I mean, right now, let, let's – Best ball 10, his ADP is 25. So that's right at the start of the year, the second or third round, excuse me. So I don't hate it. I like it, Al. Yeah, I mean, what's it called? It's it's a if if things fall right, he's gonna be a late first round pick, or I'm on board with a geek. So I mean, I'll take him at the end of that second round. If he becomes the starting running back in that pass heavy Arizona sort of wild offense, a lot of passing game work. I just think the talent has been there for years. It's never been exploited. We've always seen it. We've wondered why Miami didn't take advantage. I think Arizona noticed it. They know what they're doing. Um, I like that play. All right, let's move on to the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to go to you, Shane. Atlanta Falcons, breakout player. Uh, Lots to choose from here. See, the funny thing about the Atlanta Falcons is that you kind of thought that maybe like Julio Jones is going to take a step back. So in theory, Calvin Ridley might take an opportunity to go forward. I would have said Austin Hooper until there's this discussions about them not being able to actually keep him, which he's gone. It's, he's it's gone. pretty important. Well, they can't afford him, right? They're just, right. They're, they're in cap hell right now. So is it, a, is it a hot take to basically say that Julio Jones is not going to take a step forward this or take a step back? Like I'm taking Julio Jones still in the mid second round. I think you shouldn't be afraid to take Julio Jones. It's not a hot take. But some of these people, especially these dynasty leaguers, they like, okay, I want to get out of a player a season early. I think, guys, season long this year, Julio Jones, he's an absolute beast. Stick with him. Don't be afraid. Wait, so let me get this straight. Geek's yes. breakout player is a starting running back on Arizona who broke uh-uh, out the last free five agent. weeks. Free agent. Okay. And Shane's breakout player is Julio Jones. Uh, I'm not sure you guys got the memo on this exercise yet. <laughs> Uh, I'm, 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 of course, uh, you know, it, but Wait. your logic, your logic is sound, Shane. I mean, can I Julio- throw out for Arizona, for for uh, Atlanta, my breakout player being whoever they draft at running back? Yeah. Oh yeah. Is that fair? <laughs> yeah. I would or- love, I would love to see one of these, like a J.K. Dobbins, or even what about like a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, because he knows how to catch the ball out of the backfield, and you saw that that's how Atlanta wants to play their game. Yeah. Um, I think I think Atlanta is more likely to sign a Melvin Gordon than to start a rookie. That's just, you know, based on the coach step. But we'll see. I mean, you know, it'll be interesting to see for sure. Yeah, it's got to be Atlanta RB, whoever it is. Everybody's better than Devonta yeah. Freeman. Dust. Dust in the wind. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next team. We're going quickly through teams here. Okay, good. We've got the Ravens. All right. Let me show you guys how... Team. A breakout offense from 2019. Who is your breakout player here? Almost everybody on the team could consi- be considered that outside of... Uh, There's only one answer here. There's only one okay, answer. Okay, so this is how I see it, all right? The running attack led by Lamar Jackson um, is is definitely going to be one of the most potent in all the NFL. Mark Ingram is 31 years old. If Gus Edwards, who's a, a restricted free agent, signs somewhere else, 
I think that we are about to see a Justice Hill explosion. And I think that, um, I mean, he is tailor-made for this style of running game. He's a little bit smaller, so he's not a between-the-tackles uh, you know, typical player that you would think of. But he is uh, a player that could has so much speed, could hit the outside, and would be a perfect complement to that Lamar Jackson rushing attack. I like Justice Hill as a possible breakout as long as uh, – it, it, it could happen in week one. It could happen if Mark Ingram breaks down to age 31. I'm cool with it, man. Um, my only concern with running back on Baltimore is always going to be just, you know, Lammy Jacks is, is taking those tutties for himself. He loves them. He loves taking them for yeah. himself. So, you yeah, know, but it, you're, again, Justice Hill is going to be a player, even if his ADP rises, that it will go to the ninth round. Right now, he's he's basically a 14th, 15th round player totally fair and i like the best ball idea especially considering you know he's a gonna be without gun if gus edwards is gone he would be a very premium backup regardless he'll get a lot of touches he's the kind of guy you want in that 10th round of your best ball league shane what do you think absolutely i mean i love justice hill right like justice hill justice will be served this season Uh, i i don't have the stats in front of me but how many how many reception touchdowns did ingram catch last year it was like it basically like created his fantasy value what what yeah. like or made him elite. I think he got four or five. It wasn't a ton. Yeah. It but was, it was like those are the kind of plays like those should be going to Justice Hill. Like they he's the kind of player that you want to get the ball in his hands for sure. Absolutely. Oh, I'm cool with that. I, I you know, you can't I mean you look at this team, could you call Hollywood Brown a breakout? I, I don't think it's a breakout. I think we already like him. Um same thing with Andrews at, at tight end. Uh, it's not a breakout. The guy had his breakout. That was this year. What so, about my favorite guy on that team? Miles yeah, Boyd. You gotta like Andrews for sure. And and Hollywood Brown and and maybe another yeah, I mean, maybe another wide receiver will emerge on that team. You know, I don't think I'm it's gonna you, be uh, You don't think it's gonna be Boykin? Willie Snizzles. <laughs> Sneed. <laughs> the uh Will, Willie Sneed already Willie had his thing, guys. Sneed is not a thing. Yeah, no, he already had his his fantasy day breakout, whatever it was, a couple of years back. He was yeah. useful for fantasy. All right, let's keep moving then. I like All right, our page. I'm gonna take I'll take what? the next team. I'm going in alphabetical order. I'm not feeding myself easy ones here. <laughs> okay. But we next up we've got the Buffalo Bills. And listen, I, I, I says I, I mean, you tell me, is it Singletary? Could that is that a breakout? Or we're like, no, he's already like a locked in guy that's a stud and unless you're predicting singletary to be a top five rb i don't think that it's a breakout i think if you're saying he's going to be rb 12 rb 16 that's kind of where everyone's expecting him to be a breakout is something where you you expect a guy in my definition you draft a guy you have an idea where he's going and then he exceeds those expectations tenfold uh, it's tough to know where singletary will be drafted but you have but an I idea believe, i believe he is going to be an rb1 I'm not saying a top five guy, mm-hmm. but I like Singletary as an RB1, a very comfortable play. Listen, does Josh Allen steal the tutties? Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Is he going to continue to steal the tutties? Yes, he will. But with Frank Gore, there's just no way a, a 47-year-old running back can keep going. Yeah, no, he's not going to be. I could see, again, uh, Devontae Freeman, someone that's kind of a little wash, looking for a a 25% roll, 20% roll, could land in Buffalo, could land in Baltimore. I think that uh, uh, Singletary's days of competing uh, with with someone for serious carries, I mean, he's a reasonable breakout player, I think. Now, Shane, do you think there's a a wide receiver yet to be drafted that might be the actual breakout player for this Buffalo team? That's exactly what I was going to say. 
you know, Al, like one of your favorite guys coming to the draft, Henry Ruggs, he's been mocked to go to the Buffalo Bills. A guy like Jalen Rager, so like one of these speedsters. I know John Brown historically in his career was known as a speedster, but that's not how they used him last year. He's he's a guy who's kind of reliable for Josh Allen. So I could see them going out drafting a wide receiver. Um, and you know what? The boy that we love the most, Dawson Knox. Yeah, he, that would be my I mean, the only problem with Dawson Knox is he doesn't touch catch touchdowns. He didn't do it in college. He hasn't really shown a, like um, uh, the ability to do it in the NFL. But in your tight end premium type leagues, where you actually get that 1.5 point per reception for tight ends, I think Dawson Knox is going to be a thing. Um, when you talk about breakout, I think he's going to be a relevant tight end one. So I don't know if that counts as a breakout, but I think he's going to be a yeah. guy. You're going to be cool to have on your yeah. on your roster. In yeah. most in most uh, redraft yeah. leagues, he probably won't even get drafted. So I think that it's a it's a good call. I love Knox uh, certainly. Next I'm team. Cert- I'm certainly not confident in Knox to get there. So if he did, that would absolutely count as an incredible breakout. We'll see if it happens. I think Knox was a little bit of fool's gold in season one and would be very speculative to draft almost anywhere in a season-long league outside of maybe the final rounds of your best ball league. Um, All right. This one's for you, uh, season-long says. No, Shane's up. Oh, Shane's up. All right, this one's for you, Shane. Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers. Man, that's tough because I'm not entirely confident they're actually going to go out and draft any any wide receivers. I mean, there's some talk that you know Curtis Samuel didn't break out last year, and maybe they're going to give up on him. But the talk right now is that Cam Newton is going to be back in Carolina. I think that's a good thing for everybody on the field. Um, and I think that he's going to be able to utilize Curtis Samuel. He's a, he's a player that is highly efficient, um, I was looking at a stat before that he was, I think, number one in terms of un, underutilized air yards. That means shitty quarterback played down the field. If Cam Newton can get him the ball, I think that's going to be a breakout opportunity for him. And I'm excited for, for Curtis Samuel. Let's go. We are a year too early, Al. Yeah, we, no, were, I, we were definitely on Curtis Samuel a year too early. Comparing him to DJ Moore, it was close. Obviously, DJ Moore had a spectacular season. Yeah. What about Ian Thomas with uh, old man uh, Olsen out of the way? That's a great one. That's a great one. Ian Thomas is going to be, you know, I could see him finishing somewhere like tight end eight, tight end nine, which, you know, I mean, doesn't win your leagues, but it keeps you above water and keeps you from scrambling each week to try to find a guy. I think Ian Thomas in the, in the nine, in the nine, 10, 11 range, uh, as far as uh, round, uh, I'm going to be interested in him for sure. I'd be surprised if he's even going that high in best ball leagues right now. You are the best ball preseason pre-draft maniac so you would know better than i yeah so the chain and i are in a best ball 10 together right now we're 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 pretty much near the end and uh this draft i actually was the team uh, in from going from the eight slot that took ian thomas and i got him uh in round nine in the middle of the round so yeah that's right he's going right between uh dallas goddard and Janu Smith and TJ Hawkinson and another guy that we all uh, like. I'll even save him for a breakout. Uh, one of the one of the tight ends from Miami. We'll save him. Nice. Now I'm going to skip a team. I'm going to give you the Bengals to break down. Says, um, which is a great team with lots of potential breakouts, including guys who aren't even on the team yet. Okay. So. Um, yeah, no, that's true. So I'm just going to assume that they're going to upgrade the quarterback with either Tua or Joe Burrow, okay? So mm-hmm. I'm going to make that assumption. So my breakout player, based on that assumption, and I like both of those quarterbacks to have early success in the NFL, and I'm going to be very interested in John Ross, 
with an actual real quarterback who can throw the ball downfield. Now, I know John Ross. Wait, wait, uh, hold up, hold up, hold up. You mean to tell me that switching the quarterback will cause John Ross to not get injured every third game? (laughs) Yeah, now he's definitely proven to be. What the hell does that have to do with it? He's definitely been proven to be brittle so far, but we've seen this happen uh, a couple times where guys have unfortunate injuries early on. And, you know, just because he is smaller, he's taking some hits. He's not going to hold up as well as the other guys. But again, he's going to be basically a double digit, low cost, almost no cost in dynasty leagues. You could probably get him for a late second round pick at this point. His owner is going to be looking to get out. If it's going to happen for this top 10 pick from two years ago, it's going to happen with an elite quarterback option. And if AJ Green leaves, I mean, they're going to want to throw. And the, the thing about John Ross is people have him pegged as a Deshaun Jackson clone. He's not in college. He ran all the intermediate routes, too. And and his uh, he acted mostly like uh, Odell Beckham, where we take those slants and go. So talking about breakout players in the double-digit rounds that can literally finish as a, a top 12, top 14 fantasy asset, I like John Ross. A very risky best ball pick I mean, with the high injury um propensity yeah i'll give you a comparison last year at this time geek uh, i was talking about dj shark in this capacity i have that similar uh feeling not a feeling but a similar um there's a there's a comp there for his trajectory now john ross is in year three not year two like shark was but i I could see it happening like that for ross shane anyone outside of joe mixon who is pretty much everybody's sexy pick for a top uh a top rb he's not my sexy pick but everybody else's sexy pick for a top rb I still love Tyler Boyd. I still love Tyler Boyd. I think he proved last year a lot of people right in the sense that he actually operates better as the two. Um, so I don't know if AJ Green's going to be back. I mean, he's another guy that I'm not entirely confident in because he's just been like he when you when you're like what 32 years old and you miss an entire season from injury, are you going to come back and be that elite player? I don't know, but I could see the Cincinnati Bengals um, using John Ross more. I agree that uh, either Tua or Burrow. Uh, pick your poison is going to be a vast improvement on that offense. And I honestly, I'm actually pretty excited about Cincinnati. Um, when you look at their weapons and you talk about the quarterback upgrade, I'm really excited. John Ross, like my, my name and a lot of, uh, a lot of our uh, fantasy leagues is get nuclear. It's, it's because of John Ross. It's a nuclear option. Cincinnati went nuclear when they chose John Ross with that 422 oh, yeah. blazing speed. So Interesting. I love this guy. Yeah. He's what, been one of my favorite players. Just he's just an exciting guy to watch, and it's just it's too bad that he has battled so many injuries because he's really talented. When he was on the field last year, you saw it. So I'm excited. Tyler Boyd, John Ross, maybe they draft somebody like a big bodied guy, just almost like this this ex decoy, right? Well, not gonna like take. They're away. gonna get. Just, remember, they're gonna get the 33rd pick in the draft. So after they take the QB, they're gonna have their choice of which premium receiver they want. There's gonna be a whole bunch of them there. Yep. They might get another. I think the Bengals are a definite candidate to pick up a a wide receiver in early round two to complement the quarterback that they take at the top of round one. And that's probably a much better shot at that breakout player. Keep Boyd in the role in the slot doing his thing. Um, All right. Well, I was just going to. 
I was going to say he, they might bring in his um, his college teammate Justin Jefferson. You know, I mean, I mean that might be a little early for him, but uh, certainly. And then just keep in mind also with Cincinnati, and we could wrap this up, is that they get a free first round pick this year because their first round draft pick, the offensive lineman last year who got hurt in the preseason, is coming back. So it's almost like a free first round lineman coming back. Yeah, but but the team will be improved. We'll see. It's tough for a team to make a massive turnaround, especially from how terrible they were to being good. I don't, I don't care how many players you add in one year. They're not going to be good, but they just but, could but yeah, be viable for fantasy. Yeah, They could be kind. We don't care. As long as that, that defense remains terrible. Um, I don't give a shit. They're going to have to be throwing. Even if they suck, fantasy goodness all over the place. You're, up on, you're up on the Bears, man. All right. I want to talk about the Bears for a second. And my breakout player is pretty simple. It's going to be Anthony Miller. He looked yes. great. He, he looked great towards the end of the year. Had a bunch of games where there were some injuries. And he just looked fantastic in those situations. Um, all good. That's my breakout. But I want to talk about the GM of the Bears and what I think he should do. Now, this is the man who passed up on Pat Mahomes. He passed up on Deshaun Watson. Moved up in the uh, traded picks to get to Mitch Trubisky on the team. I mean, it was crazy, right? I mean, he gave up assets to move up one spot. If this man has any honor whatsoever in life, if he has any (laughs) self-respect, if he has any pride, he will do the equivalent of the Japanese tradition of harikari. (laughs) Fall on his sword or what? Fall on his sword, hand in his resignation with an apology Written as such to my very, very honorable Bears fans. Ugh. Yeah, they're I not. I'm officially handing in my resignation. I am ashamed of my performance as the GM of this team. Yeah, that, that's a big miss. That's a I big miss. I don't deserve this job. And in the interest of all things fair in this world, I fall on my sword. I commit. To the act of Harry Carey, I resign and I promise never to step foot in an NFL front office again. That would be the respectable thing to do. I can already see the video clip I'm going to pull for this one. Shane, your <laughs> thoughts on 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 the Bears GM committing Harry Carey? Oh, man. Allen Robinson, what could have been, right? What could have been when he gets to play portals twice? Poor guy. Good I, Lord. I, I got a question for you, though, Shane. I mean, what do you think is a bigger miss? The GM uh, from San Francisco taking Alex Smith and passing on Aaron Rodgers or the GM taking moving up to get Trubisky and passing on Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson? Which one's a, a bigger offense? It's got to be Mitch Trubisky, right? Like, Alex Smith was at least competent. Like, he was a game-managing quarterback, but he – I don't see – no, he got them to the uh, to the AFC champion – or NFC championship, excuse me. Lost the game there. The following year, he got hurt, and – um the rest is kind of history with his career, but he was at least competent. I, I don't. Even, I'm not even sure Mitch Trubisky is competent. Uh, Mr. Trubisky has has is Mark Sanchez level incompetent. Like he had a good game once, you know. Like he had three good games over the course of two seasons. You know who else had three good games over the course of two seasons? You know, one of the three backups for San Francisco last year, like Nick C- Mullins. Yeah, Nick Mullins. Well, like. Like the four, seven, se, se, six round quarterbacks have had better careers than Mitch Trubisky with much less opportunity. 
Like, why are they still starting this guy? It's insane. Yep. Give what up. You, the problem with him is that it, when he was a rookie, at least he showed his upside in fantasy with, with the ability to rush, right? He hasn't done anything since his rookie season. Again, couple good games. Yeah. So did CJ Beather. So did like the backup guy for the Lions that came in when Stafford went down for like a minute. Who was that guy who came in? Right. He had a good game. Oh, the guy that played on Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah, he had a good game. What was that guy's name again? I don't fucking know. I played him uh, in DFS. Like what? I don't know his name. I forgot. I'm looking. I forgot. Yeah, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember now. All right. Yeah. Sorry. It was uh, David Blau. Wow. I, I, yes. David Blau. He. You know, he was in my Hebrew school uh, <laughs> class with me God. back in the day. We had bar mitzvah lessons together. Me and he, David. He sang the Haftorah. Yes, we had yeah. we had lessons together. Me and David. I'm not sure if it's the same David Blau. Hey, hey Shane, do they have Jews in um, Canada? One or two. Yeah, one or two. Okay. Not, not I dated a Jewish girl. When not I was in outside of Ontario province. Like in yeah. Saskatchewan, in Manitoba, in uh, in uh, Newfoundland, no Jew. Hey, you know what? By, by the way, before we move on to Shane doing Cleveland. Before we move on to Shane doing Cleveland. <laughs> before we move on to Shane doing yeah. Cleveland. I'm Definitely serious on uh, uh, Geek, what's your take on Jerry Judy coming out of the combine wearing the Star of David saying that they call him Jew? I, I, I kind of like that. You know, I've I like moved that. him up to my number one wide receiver based on that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if, if, you, if you would take offense to that. Al, no. I, no offense. Like, you, you're no. the first person I thought of when I saw him. Like, is Al going to like Are this? Are you kidding me, man? Sure. He no. wears the Star of David. <laughs> <laughs> they call it Jew. That's he's great, he's, right? He's, he's, he's the only one that likes being called Jew. Like, there's borderline oh, no chance that he's not on my dynasty team. Like, yeah, there's no, no chance. Even if I have to reach for him, I have two picks in one of my dynasty leagues. Like, he will definitely be on on that team for me. As a, as a proud Jewish man, I I endorse him wearing the star of David. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah. ladies and right. gentlemen, we heard it here. Yep. All right. All right. So Shane's up. I'm gonna uh, push it along a little bit. Here we Who's go. Be the Cleveland Browns for you. We're gonna we're gonna go. Shane's gonna. We're each gonna go one more. Uh, right. Shane, you're up on Cleveland. Well, I Who's think gonna- the rookie of the year two years ago, offensive rookie of the year, Baker Mayfield. I think he's gonna take a step forward. Um, he was the number one pick in the draft two years ago. He was the offensive rookie of the year. He looked good in his rookie season. And he had one bad year in a completely dysfunctional Cleveland Browns team, frankly. I'm like, sorry, who, who's the head coach this season? Is it still uh, Freddie Kitchens? Oh, man. it's Same guy? Here's the thing, right? There's so much talent around them. No, they, How, they, they have a new head coach, right? Yeah, Shane? they do. Yeah, I, I, he's, it, I, you put him on the spot. I can't is, remember. Is it Stefanski? No, who is it? Let's say it's... Uh... We're not we're not fully polished yet. No, we're not yeah. polished. This is how we're, yeah. it's going to be. But like we're we're talking about the likes yeah, of Stef- Odell Beckham. I got it right. It's, it's 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 Kevin Stefanski who came Stefanski. over from Minnesota. Okay. So right. he's a good offensive yeah. coach. Yeah, I mean it's another reason some people are high on Nick Chubb, right? I mean, talk people are talking about what they did with Dalvin Cook. Now uh, Stefanski's going to potentially do the same thing with Nick Chubb. Um, Baker Mayfield, like he's got so many weapons, and you can't like write off a guy's entire career. When he's got one bad season in a dysfunction in a dysfunctional team, frankly, I think he's going to be have a better season. I'm kind of praying that he has a better season because I've got him in our dynasty league together, and I frankly need him to perform because I also have Mitch Trubisky. So, yeah, yeah, rough. Says, go, so. would, would David Njoku and a quality season from him constitute yeah. a breakout? 
That that's who I thought they, that you were going to zero in on. They um they picked up his fifth year option, David and Joko, which means the team yeah. believes in him. And if you remember back to the uh, off season podcast last year, Geek, I had a guy on the ground over there that was telling me that every goal line play was either going to Nick Chubb or more likely it was um, being shuffled into David and Joku. I loved him. He he had a great week one last year, then got hurt. Um, he is an athletic freak. Remember, he was a first round pick. He is he's going as like tight end fourteen right now. David and Joko is is the guy, and I think Baker Mayfield's a really good pick by Shane because he's gonna he's gonna be in one QB leagues you can get him whenever you want. But Njoko would be the guy that I I would really zero in on in tight end. I think he's in for a, a major breakout. Let me go it's, off the rails for a second. You know I like to go off the rails. Go Has off there the ever rails. been a first round tight end that was worth taking in the first round? Like, is there a bigger fucking bust position than first round tight end? Like. A first round tight end, does that even is that predictive of a good career out of a fucking tight end? I mean, the 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 road of tears is littered with first round tight ends. What's right, here's the here's your list. Ready? Here it is. I'll give it to you. Oh no, he wasn't a first round, he was like second or third. Uh, I'm gonna give you the Kyle Brady. I'm gonna give you the top five. Here we go. Um, Vernon Davis in 2006. Pandemic, I'd say. Yep. Da- Dallas Clark in 2003. But you're, you're, what you yep. said is true here. All right. Now, now it gets ugly, Geek. And uh, you want to give me Miller. the players? There's like 40 of them. Well, I'm going to give you, you know, the the top five of you know, like career production. Well, these are the only ones that that yeah. panned out in the last 20 years. You know, I mean, so far, I mean, we can't really judge Evan Ingram yet because he's been hurt two of it's two of the four years. You know, like I would say. Well, so there's Evan Ingram, there's OJ Howard, David Njoku, TJ Hawkinson. These are all recent guys who were drafted in the first round. That right, but that proves Geek's point, though. Yeah. I'm saying the well, ones exactly. that exactly. Yeah, uh, Vernon Davis, Dallas Clark, Heath Miller, and Ke- and Kellen Winslow would be the the best success story. So your point is well taken here because the bottom of that list that are still players that are considered good were Dustin Keller, Mercedes Lewis, um, yeah, Greg Olson was a first round pick, I believe. Good career, I'll take him. Yeah, but he was often injured too; could never be. Yeah. And then Ben Watson obviously had a long career. Nothing. The thing, about, the thing with the tight end position, though, like we're we're looking at it from a fantasy lens as well, right? Like yeah. tight end is such a complicated position to play. A lot of a lot of um, people say it's actually one of the toughest positions to learn in the NFL because not only are you expected to be blocking, so you got to learn the running schemes. You're going to be catching the ball out of the field um, in a lot of cases. So it takes tight ends a couple of years to produce. So David Njoku going into his third year, he's only 23 years old. I think that that's a really good thing for him. Um, frankly, I mean, we're not on Tampa Bay and I want to go on too much of a tangent, but OJ Howard, I'm confident that he's going to have a bounce back here this year, even in Bruce Aaron's yeah, offense. Geek's going to fight you on tooth and nail on that one. He's not like, yeah. when, when there was good, when there was good hype yeah. on OJ Howard, he was saying he was going to bust. I told so. you last year and I will yeah. tell you again, stop. Is yeah, it no. because of the coach or why? Why do you think he's going to buy? Because you can't. It's all speculation. The guy has never had a good NFL game. That's not it's, true. He's had he averaged like ten. I think in in his rookie season, he averaged ten yards per reception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Give me a break. Sucks. Listen. All right. You know, Stop. listen, last year, uh, the, the pendulum swung in your favor, so it's hard to argue. All right. Want to keep moving because Shane's got a hard out in four minutes, so let's keep speculation. This thing moving. All right. Dallas Cowboys. All right. Michael breakout. Gallup is an easy, Michael Gallup Oof. is an easy breakout call yeah, for me. Uh, yep, I mean he finished. Is that a breakout? Top. Did he break out already? Well, he finished as is uh, he barely cracked the top thirty last year. 
Uh, but what you think of him as a breakout because, and first of all, you can get him in round seven, round six. I mean, if he would truly broke mm-hmm. out, he'd be in the first three rounds. Now, Amari Cooper may not sign there. I think he is going to, but um, in those four or five games that Gall- he flashed number one traits or number one wide receiver traits. Now, Again, he probably will be drafted as a wide receiver three that could finish in the top 10. Uh, I think Gallup, it's a, it's a toss-up. Who would finish with more fantasy points, Gallup or Mari Cooper? I think that's an actual bet you can get with odds that I would take Gallup all day. Uh, as long as he could stay healthy, he looked like a number one receiver in those handful of games. What the hell did Flex Matt call that? Like, where you basically drafting the second receiver? Like, we did it with Curtis Samuel last year. An arbitrage? Yes, the, the, the draft arbitrage. We're essentially like Amari Cooper's probably going to be going like round three. I'll mm. take Michael Gallup in round five or six any day of the week. I mean, it didn't work out so great if you took no. um Curtis. No, that Samuel. was just one example, but you know, it was it was a strategy that that does sometimes work, right? The the one the one way way that could work this year is if Jarvis Landry's healthy, maybe yeah. passing on Odell for Jarvis. But yeah, I, I don't want to get too off. So now, Keith, you're I not to bet that Juice Landry will outperform. Odell, that's he's, he has a serious injury right now, Landry. I mean, he's not even going to be uh, doing anything for eight months, so oh, wow, he, he's a stay away from me. Uh, similar Did to he what surgery? AJ, he has surgery? yeah, yeah, always going to have some surgery. He's out six to eight months. I'm I never uh, assume the front end of those timetables. Eight months puts him what right around October. He's yeah, a stay away good. from me. That's do, not good. Do not draft him in your best ball if you're listening to this. Well, good to know. Good to know. When did that injury happen? Was that during the season? Uh, uh, during that? the season, but he had surgery like two weeks ago. The news came out. Oh, and he's twenty-seven years old. He's not a young chicken anymore. Yep. Good player, um, but yeah, that injury is concerning. All right, we'll we'll pause at the Cowboys. We'll we'll revisit this. Okay. Breakout this was players. A good, this was a good exercise. Yeah, it's a little. You know, as you see, I didn't even know that the that the um, Browns had changed coaches. So it's the off season. It's February. We're getting we're getting our we're getting our uh, fantasy well, you make, stretched out a little bit here, and it's a you, good thing. You make a good point. You know, it, there's a lot of as you and I and Shane are talking through these things. There's a lot of information that each of us doesn't know that we're exchanging it, and I'm sure the listeners feel the same way. Oh, there's a new coach there. Oh, Jarvis Landry's out. Oh, and that's put February is off. It's not for oh, us to prove that we have all- GM committed Harikari. Right, exactly. It's not for uh, it's not for us to say. Okay, we learned everything. We're we're talking through it. We're reading news every day, and we're reporting it to the people, and hopefully, an entertaining and compact package. Absolutely, I love it. All right, we are brought to you by DFS Army, of course, and, and our, by and our sponsor, Thrive Fantasy, where you can play prop based DFS. Alan, uh, tell us about Thrive a little bit. Oh, dude, Thrive is one of the best prop games out there right now. It, um, it, it's you basically they'll give you an under over for like LeBron James points. And based on which one's more likely to happen, you get more points. Not only do they have uh, under overs for NBA, they have it for PGA, esports. Uh, there, there's so much cool stuff going on over there. Check out, download the Thrive Fantasy app in your app store. Uh, you can use the code DFS Army and get a $20 match on deposit. I highly recommend it going over do there. They, do they also get a free month of DFS Army VIP when they do that? Absolutely. If you do that, That's screenshot perfect. it, um, send it to us at, D, at DFS Army Twitter, and we will give you a, uh, a free month of DFS Army. That's worth it right there. Say goodbye to Shane. He has to go. Take care, Shane. Right, guys. Thanks, guys. Appreciate right, brother. it. Talk to you Good soon. Good job, Shane. Okay. All right. Hey. Thought he'd never leave. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Shane. He's going to hear that after <laughs> and, and, and commit Hari Kari. 
he committed uh, the act of harikari uh, to get off of uh, the bold calls podcast here. I, I, you know, I didn't want to save the harikari line for the next one. I, I needed to break it out before somebody else used it. Absolutely. Had no, to, I like it. And I think help. that should be a, a reoccurring theme. Uh, you know, which GM should commit harikari this week? Yeah, I mean, you now know that's going to be the name of this episode. It's going to be Harikari. Uh, yeah, Harikari. Is the Harikari even a thing, or did I make it up? Like, wait, I, is that? I thought it was the guy. The, is that the, the guy right who used terminology. I, I didn't know that. I thought it was uh, Harikari was the the announcer for the Chicago Cubs. That's no, no. Harry when Ronin requesting a seppuku at a funeral lost palace is told of the brutal suicide of another who previously visited. That is correct. That's because my ass watched a lot of kung fu movies. Back in the day. All right, man. So Harakiri. Harakiri. I you know, absolutely pronounced it wrong, by the way. It's, it's Harakiri. All right. Well, I'm sure we're going to get tons of, uh, of email on that. As opposed to Harry Carey, which I believe was some comedian. He, from no, he was the, the announcer for the Chicago Cubs. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah, the announcer for the Cubs, Harry Carey. The actual, uh, it's, it's Harakiri, not Harikari. <laughs> <laughs> Our Japanese Wait, audience was is going to be for very... The Cubs? Harry Carey was for the Cubs? I, I think so. I'm not a baseball that, fan, so I that, that throws it into the Chicago connection. There you go. You know, it's There you go. I like Chicago that. They call it Harry Carey. I like it. Harakiri in Japan. Yeah. All right. That's enough All right, man. That, man. That's All it right, for this one, guys. Thank you for uh, joining us. We'll be back next week with some more breakout candidates, some more teams. Maybe your team is coming up. So tune it for says and myself and for flex shane this is the bold call dfs army podcast deuces